Oh yeah, welcome in. It's the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, along with my co-host, Joey Moore. Um, there was a little bit of a football game that went on yesterday up in Buffalo. It's uh, it's a city there in upstate New York. I don't know if you caught any of that game. Um, pre- pretty ho-hum, standard affair up there. Decent game. Glad I didn't miss much uh, being on planes all day. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, just a good old game of pigskin. It's four oh. quarters, 15 minutes each, you know. Count the points at the end and uh, Vikings win. Yeah, they they don't ask how, they ask how many, but I kind of want to ask how. Game of the year, possibly the best Vikings regular season win ever. Uh, I kind of died in the fourth quarter and then had no emotion left to give in overtime after everything that happened. So like... You know, my wife Jamie's in the other room, and all she heard for 45 minutes was just me screaming at the TV. And then when we actually won the game on Patrick Peterson's interception, all I could let out was like a very meek, we won. Like I had nothing left to give. And I was texting with my dad the whole time, and he said the same thing. He's like, I died already. Like, let's just see what happens in overtime. Who cares? What a game. What a back and forth affair. And I can't believe it, but the Vikings are 8-1, and one, and they're one Eagles loss away from being tied atop the NFC. Pretty sweet. Yeah, so many things to unpack there. Uh, but number one might be the amount of TikToks I've gotten about all the Vikings fans. And one of them was from you, but I was already getting them on my, like, For Me page or whatever. And mm-hmm. as a fan, it's just I, I, it's one of my favorite things to watch on social media, which you should you should do that tape yourself. I, I wish I could, but afraid I'll throw my phone. It would be a little more vulgar than the ones you see on TikTok, I suppose. But those are the best. Anyways, oh, yeah. the game. I yes, it's it sucked. Picked a bad day to be traveling all day. Um was gonna watch it on my phone, but Roger wouldn't let me, thanks to the blackout oh. rules. Um the hilarious thing is I did see the catch. Like we were at our layover, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just, we were hustling to our next flight and I saw the Justin Jefferson catch and I was like, Oh wow, that's a hell of a catch. But I didn't realize like when it was fourth down, mm-hmm. like in the fourth, I didn't, I didn't know any, I was like, just what a catch. I was like, Oh, they're down. I think it was 27, 23. Oh, they're down. Yep. What a catch. It wasn't until like late Sunday night when I got home, finally, like seeing all the stuff. I was like, Oh my God, that was fourth down. It was fourth and 18. And was- Fourth and 18 game on the line. I felt like it was an exact hybrid of the OBJ catch and the David Tyree helmet catch where it did require a little bit of opponent help. Like he had to pin it. I think this on- one was way better than the David Tyree. The only thing that makes David Tyree like is because it happened in the Super Bowl. I that I, I, I don't want to say that took no skill, but like the Jefferson one and the, and the OBJ one, like, the OBJ, OBJ one gets more points because it's just it's just pretty. It's just really pretty. And the <laughs> Jefferson one, is, it, it's not not pretty, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just – but, yeah, I, the, the situation, I don't remember what happened with Odell's. I don't remember. I know it was down the sideline and whatever. But, I mean, fourth and 18 in Buffalo in the snow. Um, Degree of difficulty. I look, we'll probably talk about this later, but that's a, that's a MVP-like moment. Like, yeah, I my thought during the game, other than you know the 
Allen fumble on the one-yard line after the Vikings failed on fourth and goal was like one of the luckiest Viking plays ever, right up there with the Minneapolis Miracle. But my other thought was, when was the last time I saw a game so completely dominated by a wide receiver, and I'm like, the guys who come to mind are Rice, Moss, and maybe Megatron. I'd have to throw Cooper Cup in there lately. That's true. Yeah. Especially last season with Cooper Cup when he was having... Yeah, it's tough to see him go down with that injury. Complete side note, I did see a stat today that as of week 10, Matthew Stafford's uh, target share, 96% has been to Caucasian wide receivers. They're 3-6. and That's all I have to say. Insert the family guy (laughs) meme. (laughs) I couldn't believe that stat when I saw it. I'm like, and they're... My friends is why you're at the very bottom of the division. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it like, yeah, Cooper Cup's really good, but I mean, he was bound to get hurt with the target share they were giving him. It was like no wide receiver had ever been given that much of an offense, and everybody like, every week is, is it like God? It, at some point, it, he's going to get hurt. Am I missing something? Can Allen Robinson not run anymore? Like, I mean, did that just happen overnight? I Van Jefferson, like, I mean, he can play i know he's been hurt up until recently but mm-hmm. yeah it's really it's, really it's, rough showing it's for odd. the rams yesterday yeah they're no more talking about them i think we can call them dead and buried this season um we've talked about the vikings game obviously we could talk about it for four hours back and forth affair patrick peterson comes up with the pick at the end he actually had an incredible game despite Allen putting up some pretty good stats outside of the interceptions i thought patrick peterson what i saw today was like Okay, our secondary struggled a bit at times, but we had huge injuries. We were playing uh, Andrew Booth in his first ever game at corner for the majority of the game, and we beat Josh Allen in Buffalo. I'm on cloud nine. I'm waiting for us to come back down to earth. We shall see when it happens. 49ers had basically the opposite of the Vikings game, where it was relatively boring, relatively ho-hum, not that impressive. But you won. You guys won. I mean, you're five and four. Seahawks lost in uh, Munich to Tampa. You're a half game out. You got to be feeling pretty good overall. Pretty good. But before I get into the Niners, I do want to talk about the end of the Vikings game. We could talk more about your Vikings because <laughs> oh, I was I thinking it. about it. Like people talk about, like, oh, the sneaks. Like you never know. You never know. And then you're like, oh, it's a. It's either like QB Neal or like sneak. Like it's just it happens. Like it. It right. always. Most of the time always works. And it's like, of course, it doesn't on the one-yard line. But I really thought about it. Like, that's not an easy sneak. And especially for a guy like Josh Allen, who Buffalo is mostly, I don't know the exact numbers, in the shotgun. Probably a right. lot. Very and, heavy And it's like, I didn't team. think about, like, you know, see, you'll see now, like, the teams will take a safety on purpose because they were up four. Right. But there still was enough time. Like, it, like I wouldn't have taken – but I wonder if, like, Buffalo – like, if you really have Josh Allen, like, I mean, I would do it with him. I would do it with Patrick Mahomes, Joe, or some of these guys. Like, you pay them so much money, you trust them. Like, mm-hmm. if they're comfortable in the shotgun, hike it. Have them roll out right. If if for some reason they run at you and, like, a word, the worst play is a safety, that's mm-hmm. better than the worst play being what happened Sunday. Right. So why don't you roll right, have the tight end somebody go, roll with them, send the back outs, or send – Diggs or, or Gabe Davis on a go route. And if you have nothing, like you'll see guys now, you see at the end of the games, like if there's no timeouts, the team needs a field goal, nine seconds left, 
like they don't want to kick it with nine seconds. They want to kick it with like four. So they'll mm-hmm. hike it and then send somebody on a go route, and the quarterback just throw it into the third row of the crowd. And for some yeah. reason that we're just pretending that's not grounding. Like I don't know. That's a whole other <laughs> like topic. But I wondered like if worst case scenario, why didn't he do that? I I, I don't know. Like I think you're onto something there with. So many teams operate exclusively out of the shotgun. Like, not a lot of teams running the the I formation or the wing T anymore these days. Like, the, pretty much every team has opted to like get rid of the fullback at this point. I feel like that's the ideal time to either line up in the eye with a fullback, give it to your running back, and trust that they'll get a yard or two. Or, like you said, if you have a high paid quarterback like Allen, roll out. Chuck it deep, see what happens. I mean, even we're in QB power with him. I don't know. I like he'd be hard to bring. Yeah, down. have him be the only one back there. Take it in the shotgun and just run straight forward as fast as you can. I mean, that's probably a better call. I I expected when they had the ball in that scenario for it to be a QB sneak or like a fullback, you know, halfback wham on Madden, like something like that. And the second I saw him kind of start to take the snap and then his head go down, I said. I think that's a safety, and I was I was like, okay, we're back in this. We'll get the ball with 35 seconds left. And then Joe Davis, the play-by-play, was just losing his mind, and someone, his spotter, had probably told him, ball's out, because he, he recognized immediately. And then I, of course, lost my shit for the next minute and a half. Yeah, I just, just wild. Just, just wild. Um, feels great, baby. Yes, feels, <laughs> feels great, baby. <laughs> Anyways, back to the... Uh, less impressive performance. I don't be a total downer. They did win. And, and like you said, they don't ask how they ask how many, um, a primetime win. Jimmy Garoppolo did all right. 240 yards. Well, no we can, if you brought him up, I'll start with him. People are, I don't want to say they don't want to admit it, but I think they're afraid to admit it, but he's my, I think he's in the stretch of the best play of his career right now. He's not turning the ball over, mm-hmm. um, as much. And, I saw that yesterday, and and that was I, I missed almost all of the game, so I had to rewatch it today. But and the stat backed this up. But on third down, he was eight of ten for 108 yards, and that included a drop, a touchdown drop by Brandon Ayuk in the end zone. Yes. So he, he very easily could have been nine of ten for a touchdown and like 115 yards, which mm-hmm. is damn good. He had yeah. a couple of off schedule plays that. On the run to his right to Ray Ray McLeod, like it wasn't just Shanahan's system scheming somebody open. Mm-hmm. Hit Juwan Jennings a few times. I mean, hit him in the hands. The one thing I will say is some of these screens that these defensive coordinators are preparing for, to, like every single time the defensive end stops, but I, it, I think that's just getting pick six every time. Gives mm-hmm. me a heart attack. But anyways, um, yeah, I – it's a little concerning to me after a bye against a very, very banged up Chargers team that they still only mm. scored twenty two points. They still have major red zone issues. Um, it was. I thought it felt like a game where they easily could have won by two scores, and they also could have lost it. Like there were times where I was like, "How are they not up like, you know, twenty nine to thirteen at one point?" And then there were other times like, "God, are they going to lose this?" Like. Um, Herbert was marching down there, and then I was thinking, oh, well, he's only got Palmer and DeAndre Carter. He's got no one to throw to. Uh, his top, I think, three targets were out in that game. So really up and down affair, but um, your defense really seemed to come through at the end there. Yeah, the yeah re- rewatching the game, the number, like you said, the numbers, 
I checked the box score here. Numbers, total yards. Niners 387 to 238. Mm-hmm. Yards per play, five and a half to four point two. Um but then I rewatched the game and it was like ten to three. We'd already fumbled the block punt. Mm-hmm. Herbert hits Carter again, gets down to like the two yard line. I'm like, <laughs> it's first and goal. We could be down seventeen to three. Mm-hmm. And Bosa with a sack on second down. Uh believe third down. I forget what happened. It might have been an incomplete pass. But they kick a field goal up 13-3. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that could have been 17-3. Luckily, we drive down, you know, score a touchdown, Jimmy Sneak. But, yeah, the Chargers come back, get a field goal, and then D'Amico, whatever he's doing at the, in the halftime is working. Oh, two, second two straight, two straight shutouts in the second half. Rams last week and Chargers this week. I know they're both banged up, but a shutout's a shutout, uh, which is nice – to to have that in the back pocket because before that it was the Chiefs and and they questioned they made me question all of our defensive statistics at that time because we were we had real I mean we were number one in the league we still are points wise or yards wise but like that one was like okay are we just playing Marcus Mariota and Baker Mayfield and Matt Stafford with one arm Fields <laughs> Russell Wilson like are we not what we are. And then last two weeks again, I know we played Herbert, but he had nobody and, and Stafford again. But a, a shutout's a shutout. Um, Elijah Mitchell, eighty-nine yards, coming straight off the IR and outrushing McCaffrey. You got to feel good about that. What's hilarious is on the plane, because uh, I'm pretty proud of uh, my wife Kayla how much she's caring about fantasy lately. Really tough start, but lately, she met. She saw Judy got hurt, and I I tried to convince her to trade me Elijah Mitchell for George Pickens, because I didn't know how what Mitchell would do. I thought like, okay, mm-hmm. I need a running back, you need a receiver, and then uh, he goes out there. Yeah, I. It kind of makes me think like, okay, if he was so good, like, did we need to give everything for McCaffrey? We had Jeff Wilson, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a lot of picks, but Wilson's doing well in Miami. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he looks he looks great. Um, oh, also would like to point out I did lose to Kayla by like point three points this week in your league. Devastating. I was in the lead until the very last Brandon Ayuk catch that gave her a point three point victory. Devastating. It's okay. I play her this week for the first time, so I'm gonna s- send her back. <laughs> Maybe. Um, no, the, the he looks fantastic. I mean, the only thing I bad guy to say is big big Mike over there, 69, Khalil Mack just pushing him back into so the recession. You, as you mentioned, you were in transit on the way back from Hawaii, and I watched the Niner game in full, and I feel like this was the first game that I got the full McGlinchey experience. I was like, man, my, my brother used to hate – my brother's a huge Seahawks fan. He used to hate uh, Jermaine Effetti. He was like, the guy is a turnstile. I can't stand this guy. It's always three holdings a game, whatever. I'd be like, then why do they keep playing him? And then you're the same way with, with McGlinchey. And I watch the game, and I'm like, yeah, if that guy was on the Vikings, I would be apoplectic. I'd be like, get, get him off the field. Anybody would be better. I saw a couple plays in a row where he was literally sledded back into the quarterback where, where his feet look like he's not wearing cleats and the rest of the team is, and he just gets pushed back right into Jimmy G. I was like, that is impressive. That is really bad, but you guys found a Khalil, way to pull Khalil through. Mack, 
ate his lunch. There was the, they 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 I saw on the rewatching the game they ran a boot with Jimmy. They ran it. They ran a boot and like Khalil Mack was right under his chin. And I wanted to, I I wanted to yell out McGlinchey so bad, but to his defense, that looked like it was Tyler Croft who blew the play. Um, but yeah, and then at the end, defense comes through. Um, maybe future All Pro safety Talano Hufunga with the pick. So good. Um, and and Fred Warner with. Though that was the next thing I was going to say. Incredible game. Is is like the only thing that did concern me a bit, we are so banged up on the defensive line, and I don't know if they're ever going to come back with Armstead and Kinlaw. Like, those are gigantic human beings, and the backups are now getting hurt, and, like, you can only just throw out any, you know, Joe Schmo you want until it's, like, really a problem. Um, But, yeah, we, we had – there was one play I saw, too. We rushed six guys and got no pressure, and I'm like, that's a bad sign. That's That's not going to hold up in the future, but uh, yeah, Fred Warner Ryan's is doing an incredible job. He leans so heavily on Warner though. And I felt like I understood that for the first time in this game, uh, watching from start to finish. I was like, Warner is to the Niners defense. What Eric Kendricks is to the Vikings defense, where it's just like, if this guy goes down, the whole thing kind of falls apart. Oh yeah. He's, he's so fast. Like he's not like going back in, in Niners, you know, history you have like willis and bowman especially patrick willis would like just a physically like would kill people um which was which was what football was when he was playing running the football defense now it's like everyone spreads him out like would he still be a good player sure of course he would but you Mm -hmm. probably prioritize like covering these tight ends like patrick willis probably could not cover kelsey mark andrews you right. know, some of these slot guys. I mean, the, Fred Warner gets lined up on Cooper Cup sometimes when they play the Rams. Yeah. And it's like – And does fine. And like, yeah, he'll give up a catch, but, like, it's it's like, okay, it's not panic mode. Like, you know, sometimes you get these offensive coordinators like, okay, you in motion. Like, you go in the orbit motion, whatever. You slide over here. And all of a sudden it's like some linebacker wearing number 59 that you haven't seen all year on, like, Cup in the slot, Jefferson in the slot. Yeah. And you're just like <laughs> – Oh boy! This like you were just like time out. Like yeah, but with him it, it works, and 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 that's a it's a big reason why I, I would think that D'Amico is going to be a head coach next year. But we'll mm-hmm. see. Another player who's been schemed brilliantly, at least in the last few weeks, Justin Fields. Uh, holy shit, has he been good the last month? And I did not see this coming. I was probably as vocal a critic of that guy as anybody in the last year and a half. I didn't think he should have been drafted as high as he was. I was not all that impressed with him at Ohio State. I remember betting on Ohio State a lot and thinking, God, I keep hearing this guy's going to be a top five pick, and I really don't see it. These last four weeks, he has just taken off. Now, granted, Chicago is, I believe, three and seven, so Beat the things Niners, aren't going yeah, they're not going all that well in Chicago, wins and losses-wise, but I think they have to be feeling they found their franchise quarterback. He's run for 330 yards the last two weeks. Feels like a poor man's 2012 Colin Kaepernick season for Justin Fields. I didn't see this coming. You didn't see this coming. we got to give the man his due. Yeah, I also didn't see it coming. I also didn't, I didn't see what people may have wanted to see at Ohio State. Um, the one thing I will say is I didn't realize he was that big. 
uh, six right. foot four. He has like he has all the tools, but like when I watch him, I'm like, what is he looking at? Why is he? Why does he look like things are processing very slow? And you said it because I think about Kaepernick all the time when I see him with the numbers. It's like throw for 170, run for 120, whatever. Lately, he's running for 180. Yeah. And like, yeah, Kaepernick's peak was very high, very high. Yeah. The but Green the Bay peak didn't game. last very yeah. long. And right. that's what I think about with Justin Fields. Like he's, he's, yeah, he's playing out of his mind right now. But like you said, he also did just lose at home to the Lions. Not entirely his fault. Critical pick six. Not yeah. entirely his fault. You know, I mean, defense can't, you know, but yeah, throws a pick. And it's just this running is not sustainable. I will say it with Kyler Murray. I say it with Lamar. It's just not sustainable. Um, but that being said, he looks way better than I ever thought he would even at this point. It's what I think the Niners tried to do with Trey. Is like, we know you're not mm-hmm. ready with as a passer, but let's use your running ability. And that's working way more successfully with Fields in Chicago. Number one, because he's mm-hmm. a better athlete and runner than Trey is. Trey's not – he's not a very talented runner, honestly. Right. He's, he's more of like a Cam Newton. He'd rather run you over. That's why he got hurt. But he's not right. going to make guys miss. Um. Uh, but yeah, he Justin Fields. What, what a fantasy player! Number one. <laughs> oh my god! So Jamie has Fields on her fantasy team. She plays in this league of uh, her former company, like Alumni League or whatever. And she took Fields during her draft. I'm like, what are you doing? And I realized <laughs> it's a two qu- it's a two quarterback league. So I'm like, oh okay, maybe plug him in and get some rushing yards. He's been the best player in fantasy football for a month. And he's carrying so I, many people's teams. I could be wrong, but I want to say Evan has him in in the league with the like my league yep. with Jake. Yeah. And uh and I yeah, looked I, was, I looked I looked I don't know, it's just I was just uh going through the the like the yeah, the league and I was like, "Oh yeah, Fields." I was like, "Oh my god." I think he had like 40 something. I'm like, "Wow." Yeah, last week he had 50 fantasy points. I mean, he's carrying people's leagues right now. Uh, if Chicago was a better team, he would be up there in the conversation for like, I don't know, comeback player of the year, given how horrible it was last season. Um, right now, I would say probably the biggest negative story in the NFL is the Raiders oh, it uh, has and to how be. it's just completely unraveled. There's this whole big thing today that Mark Davis is like, I am committed 100% to Josh McDaniels. He will be our coach next season in 2023, which... I took that after such an embarrassing loss at home to the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. I took that as a, we are done with the Derek Carr era, and I have chosen that Josh McDaniels will lead us with a new quarterback in 2023. That's what I heard when Mark Davis came out and said that today. Is that what you're thinking as well? They... It, I'm not, it was hard to see Derek, Derek Carr cry after the game is because I don't know it just but yeah everything there's there's nothing pointing in the right direction with the Raiders I saw yeah I saw a notification that said oh yeah we're committed like you said to to Josh McDaniels and I'm like why I'm like (laughs) I I just again this the Raiders were in the playoffs last year trending in the right direction Mm -hmm. you add Devontae Adams like you get rid of Rich Pisaccia for anybody. I'm not even going to point Josh. Any, you better be right. Like, you mm-hmm. better be right. Like, I read something, too, that 
I don't know if it was when he got hired or when he got let go last year. The Rich Basaccia wrote, I, th- I want to say every player, a handwritten note, like thanking it for like being a coach. Like, I know this isn't the Hallmark channel, but come on. <laughs> How do you not like get emotionally tied? It's like Josh McDaniel, like what, what do you do? Like X's and, X's and O's opposite, guy. Opposite of that is you bring in a Belichick disciple who's like, you know, do your job. You're just a, you know, you're just a piece in this in this giant puzzle. I don't care about you as a person. Like clearly, especially with how, the way Carr reacted in his post game presser yesterday, clearly that locker room has completely fallen apart. It, it's it's very interesting because yeah, they're going to move on from Derek Carr. He's not had the great greatest year this year, but there's something there's something weird about the relationship because Devontae Adams last couple weeks has basically thrown everyone under the bus too, and I'm like. Uh, it's just weird. Like you were, you were best friends with, with car. Like you came to the radio, you came back closer to home. You got paid, you know, all this money. Like, I, I don't know. Like something happened with him and car already. Like does, does he, yeah. does he miss Rogers? Like, does he actually miss him? Like I would have thought that he got the money closer to family and home. Apparently playing with playing his good with his friend. Best friend. Yeah. Like, I don't think if they were as close as they intended or, that he would be just saying all this stuff after like, I kind of, I kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of questioning like, why are you like this upset? Like, are you, does he already see the writing on the wall? Like they're going to get rid of car. He's going to mm-hmm. be in Vegas without his buddy in total, total irrelevancy. Like mm-hmm. part of the reason why we considered him the best receiver in the league, you know, along with cup, whoever right now it's probably Jefferson is because they're in big games. They're on TV. Like they win. Right. Like, no one can. And he, he had could, this he like could put telepathic same, connection yeah, with Rodgers, the up, Hall of Fame quarterback. He could put up the same numbers on in yeah. the with the Raiders, but if they go four and thirteen, like no one's gonna no one's gonna care. Like he does and he then already next year see when that? he's catching passes from C.J. Stroud, nobody's gonna care even further. Exactly. I I don't know. I I just Not it's weird to me because like <laughs> like you know if one of my favorite teams in any sport paid me as much as he's getting paid to be closer to family like and to play with you know a good friend like maybe i'm just not a big competitive guy but i'd be like i'd be happy like i mean like i mean yeah i'd, I'd of course love to win but like it but he seems like he he never did this in green bay like did he i don't know it's something something's very off very very off with the raiders and and uh um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, personally, I would get rid of – I would get – Mark Davis, I don't know if he's got more money now that he's in Vegas, but – He seems to be reluctant to want to pay three coaches because he would yeah. have to pay, yeah, Gruden, McDaniels, and then whoever he hires there. So I kind of think that's probably but if, the majority But if I was him, equation. I would get rid of everybody. I would fire – I would even fire the GM. He's a Patriots guy. Like, if you get rid of McDaniels, yeah. like, I would get rid of him too. Yeah. Breaking news here on the podcast: the Philadelphia Eagles have just lost. I was going to say, did that did that impact the the, the betting line? But no, Washington won. I didn't. <laughs> Washington won on the the final play of the game. They got a, a, a meaningless touchdown, but the Eagles' perfect season is over. My survivor pool entry that made it through nine weeks is also over, which is devastating for me. But the Minnesota Vikings now have the best record in the NFL at 8-1, and one, tied with the formerly undefeated Eagles. B, 
big moment there uh, that could swing the season uh, with a loss in the division in the conference for the Eagles. So I was thinking um, about that. What does the tiebreaker go? Does it go to head to head or does it go conference record? Head to head first. It's head to head uh, if it's just those two teams, right? And then right. division if it's, if it's more. Tie. Yeah, because that was happening to the right. Niners last year. That like, oh, I was like, oh, we're going to be in the playoffs. We beat last year. The Niners beat the Saints, and uh, and it was Philly. It was them, the Saints, and Philly. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh, well, like we should get in. But they're like, oh, because because I was like, oh, we beat the Saints and Philly beat the Saints. So I'm like, oh, if so facto, then take the Saints out. But they're right. like, no, it's conference record. And they're like, yeah, the Niners have the worst conference record of this, so they have to win that right. game. I was like, okay, cool. That's what I'm saying. If if somehow, you know, the, the Niners go on a run or the Bucks go on a run and there's a three way tie there, it would go to conference. But as of now, this game this is still have this is a game breaker, that makes but... me like not complain about winning last night. Exactly. Because, because like you you're were like, like, Oh, tw- it's like no, nope, this is the NFL. You could lose any yeah. get like you could lose to anybody. And it's yeah. like 22-16 win at home in prime like, time against the Chargers looks pretty good right now when you just saw what happened to the Eagles with our boy Taylor Heineke dethroning the undefeated Eagles. 211 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. And he, Absolute and he defeated star. the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles on the road by 10 or by 11. I know the it's last incredible. thing, but hey, the score is the score. You got to love it. The last undefeated is down in the NFL. I guess the, the 72 Dolphins are popping the champagne. Oh, back when the, every team ran the wing tee and guys sold aluminum siding in the offseason, I still feel like you put the 72 Dolphins against like the 2022 Jags and it would be a 63 nothing trouncing. But I digress. Uh, we're looking at the 2022 season. Uh, what a MVP win. leaders at this point. We go in Mahomes and Tua in that order. And what about Justin Jefferson? Is he in the conversation at this point, or am I being biased? I think he will absolutely get some votes. Um, my pushback, I would probably have Mahomes right now. If I had, because mm-hmm. I'd just lean quarterback. I, I, I just lean quarterback for the MVP, and then and then the Offensive Player of the Year probably go to the receiver or running back if there's a good right. one. Um, but like last year if there that. ever was a year to – have a receiver when it be this year because Josh Allen, boy, sure seemed like he's playing himself out of it, especially if he really is hurt and he really starts to, you know, go down. Um, he was he seemed like a shoe in two weeks ago and then losses to the Jets and Vikings that he kind of caused the loss. I feel like he's out of the conversation I, until he really gets back my in. My only somehow. pushback is is I would add a I would replace two and add another receiver, in fact, from his own team, and I got to look at Tyreek Hill. It's true. And some because I, I I didn't I don't want to take credit for coming up with that idea. I saw it and I was like, you know what? Because like his numbers are, and it's just he wasn't like, because with the Vikings, like yeah, you could obviously Jefferson player of the offense player of the year candidate for sure. But you want to sh- you want to put Kevin O'Connell in the coach of the year because he wasn't there last year. Other than that, it's the same. Mostly, I would think the same guys, but Tyreek. You could throw Mike McDaniel in the coach of the year too, but I mean Tyreek is his numbers are off the chart. Um, he's, yeah, he's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's record, I believe, for most yards in a season. He's got like it's like twelve hundred and fifty yards through ten games. It's pretty incredible. I would think, yeah, Jefferson, Mahomes, Tyreek, um, 
Gino Gino Smith MVP candidate kind of took a hit Sunday. Oof. Yeah, I think that that people niche were idea people were saying died. Micah Parsons. I think mostly just because he's got a star in his helmet, which <laughs> we'll get to that game. But he he got anyways. I'll talk about that when we talk about the game. But yeah, MVP I, I would go Mahomes, and yeah, whatever receiver you want to pick right now. Yeah, it's crazy that we got two wide receivers probably in the top three or four MVP candidates at this point in the season. Usually you have like a Lamar in 2019 and Mahomes in 2018 where it's basically a runaway halfway through the season and it's not really a discussion. Right now it's like Mahomes is kind of the de facto leader. He's having the same season he always does. But He's like one of those guys that already, even though he's still really young, gets kind of gets penalized for like oh it's like it's boring to just keep voting for him kind of like the lebron fatigue it's like you could have voted lebron the mvp 10 years in a row if you if you like really wanted to and i think with mahomes it's like oh yeah whatever three touchdowns four touchdowns you know no picks another win yeah he's gonna gonna five one hundred yards whatever touchdowns yeah but even this year like i think maybe people would even be more inclined as like okay he loses tyreek he might be better I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard it's, to quarterbacks always get the extra, you know, extra credit point too because of the position they play, but yeah, he's he's looking like the front runner. Jalen Hurts took a hit today. Oh, massive hit, yeah. I think the time of the time of possession in that game was like 44 minutes for Washington, like some ridiculous number. So, you know, obviously it's not all on Hurts, but the Eagles, you know, first seed uh Hurts MVP, Sirianni Coach of the Year, all those things just took a massive hit. Um, let's transition over to your Jack and the Bum of the Week. A lot of illustrious Jack and the Bum of the Week champions the last three weeks. Um, this week, obviously, because you gave it to the Raiders last year, or last week, excuse me, we can't go them two weeks in a row, even you though Josh really could have. Very deserving, very deserving. I also thought Dennis Allen maybe could have been thrown in there with the Saints with just a listless performance against the Steelers. And then my personal nominee might have been Josh Allen because three critical errors on his part basically kept the Vikings in the game. If he doesn't make, you know, if he makes only two of those and not the third one, we're not talking about the 8-1 and one Vikings right now. So really rough game for Josh Allen. But you're going with... Uh, somebody involved in that Packers Cowboys barn burner yesterday. Yeah, uh, very very easily got with the Raiders back to back weeks, but we like to mix it up here. You know, sometimes you gotta get the jumbo jack, sometimes the bacon ultimate cheeseburger, sometimes the chicken <laughs> tendies, whatever you want. But yeah, Fox game of the week, the boys in the pack, and Jack and the bum of the week is none other than Big Bum Mike McCarthy. Big Mike. A uh, 14-point lead in the fourth quarter in Lambeau. You have heard everyone in, in Packerland say you were just an airhead, like just lifeless. I mean, whatever you want to say, penalties. Like, and guess what, He's, buddy? He spent the last you proved three years everything correct. Oh. The Packers looked like garbage up until this point. And and again, I missed all the football Sunday until like last last night today. What when I saw when I first heard that the Packers won, I was I was genuinely shocked. I was like, because I, I I thought it'd be, I thought it would be a joke. Well, I was wrong, and then I was very wrong when I saw the 
Dallas have a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. My whole thing that goes back to Mike McCarthy is what do you do? Like, what do you do on game day? You like the, right. you get all this credit for winning that's really on the back of Dan Quinn's defense. You know, you have nothing to do with the defense other than the fact you hired Dan Quinn. And they wanted to replace you with Dan Quinn for at least a second in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And you don't call plays. Kellen Moore calls plays. Your your you the team, the the team is, is is so undisciplined. Look at this: nine for eighty three, nine penalties, eighty three yards. What do you do? What do you do? The final three seasons of his Packers tenure, all we heard was how you know, like you're saying, he's an airhead. This guy's just a complete knucklehead who's you know killing this team. And then of course, Lafleur goes, I think thirteen and three, thirteen and three, and. 13 and 4 in his first 3 seasons and it's both basically proven right that McCarthy was holding the Packers back. So McCarthy starts this year 6 and 1 mostly with Cooper Rush and people are like, "Hey, everybody forgets Mike McCarthy's a really good coach in this league." He comes in with a 14-point lead into the fourth quarter. Dallas Cowboys in their history 195 and 0 with a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter and it's at his former team and he completely e- blows everything it. lined up for him to to just stick it to them and he could have he could have drove he could have driven a stake through their season really could have mm-hmm. 14 point lead now we could maybe put some of the blame on other people you know the team whatever but you're the head coach it falls on you especially when it's packers on the road in lambeau it, it just again the penalties like that's on the coach it it it's it's consistently year after year after year undisciplined and uh we'll see where they go from here because we'll talk about they go to Minnesota that could be very well could be an L after that they get the Giants on Thanksgiving that very well could Which, be an L i mean it mm-hmm. could it could go from like look at this wonderful like redeeming Coach story your candidate to like to unemployed yep no he's getting fired like the second week of december and it's, a, it's that's why they say not for long nfl not for long he went from riding high at six and one to a couple losses here and he could be on the chopping block and i don't know if he gets another nfl job if i mean he fails at dallas if they miss the playoffs they're what now six and four yeah six and three. Oh, six and three okay so Never mind. I thought maybe that they had. A, I mean, they could. They could miss the playoffs. I guess they play a first place schedule, winning the division last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned before Dallas is going to Minnesota this week. So let's take a look at next week's lines. Try to come up with some some picks, which I'll go over later in my. You like that five picks of the week? Um, let's start with the Vikings. Dallas at Minnesota, the Fox game of the week, one twenty five Pacific. Dallas opened as a two and a half point favorite. It's down to two. We are both all over the Vikings, right? And I might I'm not being biased in saying that line is way out of whack from what we thought it would be. I think this is just again, the star on the helmet does something to people. And maybe it's all these Cowboy fans betting Dallas why they're you know why they got the line, but yeah, I Dallas minus two on the road in minute. Why? I, I, why? The thought there would be, 
oh, it's got to be a big letdown spot for the Vikings after that game, and Dallas is motivated after their big letdown in Green Bay. But in no scenario did I think this would be anything less than like Vikings minus one. If you're a big believer in Dallas's defense and Elliott coming back so the running game will be better, okay, I get it. But Dallas minus two and a half, now minus two, I was pretty shocked to see that. I think we're probably going to, for the first time this year, put either the Vikings or Niners in they, my five best bets, which is scary. They they flexed Chiefs Chargers. I'm wondering why this game didn't get flexed. This is a pretty good one. Um, oh. But maybe Kirk maybe the, Kirk petitioned the league to not flex it. We don't know. Um, oh, my God. But, I saw a good TikTok that uh, it showed like Kirk Cousins with his chains on it. It was like, uh, you've just been had by the noon nightmare because the noon in night. Minnesota they, they play the games good. at noon. I was like, yeah, that guy's unstoppable for the 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern games. But this one, it's getting a little bit closer to prime time. Let's so let's see which Kirk shows up next week. Yeah, I'm um, interested a couple to see of, one thing on that. I like because Vikings with Dalvin, they run the ball, and and one thing I read and saw about um, what the Packers did, why Aaron Jones had a big day. Dan Quinn actually sat Micah Pir- Micah Parsons like late in the game, like. Like he basically admitted, like he was a liability. Which again, everyone's a Mike, Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons, Aaron Donald, <laughs> and I've seen it. Like they just wouldn't block him, and then he just runs up the field, and they run right by him. And the Niners do with Aaron Donald. The Chiefs did it to Nick Bosa with all these jet sweeps. Like they basically don't block him, and they run mm. up field, and the the guy runs right by him, and and. They're they on the second. They're, they're, yeah, the they're on the second. I'm very interested to see, like, if back-to-back weeks, you know, what Vikings coaching staff sees with the Dallas. I mean, the Packers looked. The Packers couldn't score against Detroit, who was who let <laughs> you, me, and my mom and dog score on them all year, <laughs> and they score thirty on the on on Dallas. The supposedly vaunted Dallas defense, I, thirty-one points, including just a a blitzkrieg in the fourth quarter of. The Packers probably could have had like twenty four points in that fourth quarter. I overtime. just something I don't know. We'll see. I'm so I'm interested to see what that what that. But yeah, no doubt. Minnesota, they should win. So off off of the Eagles' loss tonight, the game Philly at Indy next week has moved from it was Philly minus ten. It's now Philly minus eight. Um, even at eight, I'm really inclined to take Indianapolis with Matt Ryan being back in there instead of Ellinger, who was a disaster. Jeff Saturday, I don't know if you saw his post-game speech. I feel like we're a very rah-rah post-game speech, body language podcast here. But something about Jeff Saturday has has me thinking, oh, God, I, I is this really going to happen? Is Indy actually going to be better with a coach off the street? I want to take Indy plus eight next week. I'm not saying they're going to win the game outright, but something about this just feels like, one of those magical second halves. Yes, you're right. We are a very big body language, vibes, mojo, team sport, loving, anti-NBA, we love our players, we love our teammates, podcasts. And yes, there's something... Jeff Saturday was electric. I, I Put me in, coach, like... I might be in the minority, but like 
yeah, I loved the hire. Do I think it's crazy? Yes. Hell yes, it's crazy. Yes, it's ridiculously crazy. But he's an interim coach. The Colts are hot dog We want to say this is, this is independent of the hiring process, which is probably pretty jacked up. Well, this like, should have been someone on the staff, or if they were, if they skirted the Rooney rule, then shame on them. It's an absolute travesty. But Jeff Saturday did seem pretty cool. It, it's like he's an interim coach. Like, and the other thing too. Like I just people think I I don't know like hiring process. Like they they did have to play a game Sunday. Like I don't know. <laughs> I mean yeah. They, I mean the best they should have promoted. You know I think they got a couple guys I know. On staff, I can't remember. I think they have John Fox, I think, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I just – it it just – I it, it felt – it. I don't know. I don't know why, but I, I loved it. I was like – especially beating the Raiders. I don't know why. Just make the bigger tire fire. Just, that seemed like – He literally such- tweeted last week the Raiders look horrible and, and had to give up his fantasy football team to go coach a real team and just beat the Raiders after tweeting they look horrible. <laughs> Oh, I saw that tweet. Everybody was retweeting it, and I was like, "That is pretty badass." Like, like this one is, week, this is he's a Twitter troll. The next week, he's winning a game as an NFL coach. This is like, you know, for all you wonderful hockey fans out there, when the Maple Leafs lost to their own Zamboni driver. Are you like? Oh yeah, when the Carolina yeah. backup goalie, yeah, David Ayers, he's there. They shoot on him in practice. He drives a Zamboni, and they had to put him in a real game, and they couldn't beat him. Jeff Saturday tweeted, the Raiders look horrible. The next week he beat them on Sunday. And it's not like he took over. I mean, he got fi- like the coach got fired. The team is terrible. It's not like he came in, coached the Chiefs, and beat the Raiders. Like he came in with Sam Ellinger, benched him, Matt Ryan, and beat on the road. I it's It's pretty cool. You gotta but love in it. But in the, fu- in the future, watch, like you, know? you talk about the hiring, like I, it's a terrible job. Like Right. The owner seems to be damn near Jerry Jones level of involvement. Yeah, medals in everything. Like you have no quarterback. You're you're in cap hell with all these players that don't translate to winning. The offensive yeah. line is terrible and and expensive. Matt Ryan, I think dead cap is humongous for next year. What do you do? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll for see. one week, he's a little bit of a cult hero. Um, a couple other games, Chicago at Atlanta. I was surprised to see Atlanta minus three and a half. It's down to three. I still like Chicago at three with the way Fields is playing. And I thought Atlanta was awful last Thursday, just awful. Like to the point where I was like, are they going to bring in Ritter for Mariota? It was really bad. Um, one game I really want to circle. This is a little bit blasphemous, but Detroit at the Giants. The Giants are minus three and a half. I like Detroit a lot here. The Giants, I don't know if you watched much of that game where they played the Texans. They should not have won that game. The Texans got into the red zone like seven times and came away with 13 points. It was a total tire fire coaching performance and then some horrible passes by Davis Mills. But Saquon Barkley is on pace for 430 touches. That is not going to just continue. At some point, the Giants are going to come back down to earth, and I think that might be this week. So when I saw that line, I was like, at some point, the Giants got to fall apart, right? Like this whole thing of just give it to Saquon 38 times 
and then have Jones run himself into a wall 12 times. This has to stop working at some point, you would think. Any games you saw um, on next week's lines that you were like, hey, that seems a little odd. Uh, I would also, well, I would also say, yeah, no, I like Detroit. Big Detroit guy this week. Um, the one that sticks out to me, I don't know why, but yeah, I think, I think Kansas City wins big in L.A. against the Chargers. Chargers are really, really, really banged up on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I would have thought the Niners could have taken more advantage, taken more more advantage of that, but we also were playing backups except for Nick Bosa. Everyone else was a backup to a backup on our defensive line. They double and triple team Bosa, and, and no one else can win. Um, but I think Chris Jones next week is going to be a gigantic problem for oh, their. Yeah. He's having a heck of a year, um, and. The Chargers, no one's getting any healthier. I mean, I, I mean, is there? There's no indication that Keenan Allen or Mike Williams come back next week. Maybe mm-hmm. one of them do, maybe both. But even then, I, I mean, they're no. missing a lot. A lot. Yeah, a team that I think most people penciled in for a playoff spot because of the quality of the roster, in spite of the coach. And now with the amount of injuries they have, they've really kind of fallen off the map, I think, as, as a they, contender. They, every year the Charger fans are like, wait till we get healthy. Well, you you never get healthy. Yeah. It, it's like kind of been that way with the Niners other than 2019 where it's like, wait till we get healthy. It's like, when? Like six years from we'll now? See you in 20, we'll Charger see you in fans. 2023. Yeah. I was thinking about that too, um, the whole division, like AFC West. Oh, big bad AFC West. No, the Raiders are garbage. Denver's garbage. Chargers are oh, just hurt. Speak, speaking of the the Raiders in Denver, they play each other in Denver next week. Oh, my week. God, who cares? You, is that the worst game of the year? It's got to be the worst game of the year. Uh, it, it's the worst. It's not the because you could have put – I don't even know if they play, but you could have put, like, Texans, Jaguars. Like, you could have put maybe a worse – but there's no worse game of, like, worse – like, you couldn't have put a, a worse game that features two of the most disappointing teams in the league. Bad vibes in that game. Just like, just one of those games. Like, does things. anyone want to be there? Hackett doesn't want to be does there. Does anyone actually want to go to the stadium Sunday and play a lot, that? A lot of free tickets for that game, I would imagine, in the Denver market. Um, and then let's finish up the Week 11 lines talk with the Niners are going to Mexico. They're playing in Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. Niners minus 5.5. I think that's assuming Kyler Murray's in there. We'll maybe discuss later in the podcast your thoughts on the Colt McCoy performance against the Rams. Um, seems about right. Niners minus five and a half. I think their expectation level is slightly higher than how they've performed the past few weeks, but they still got to be a favorite against Arizona, no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I that's pretty accurate. I, the whole, the whole, uh, yeah idea of playing in Mexico. I don't know what to make of like with a line. Um, I kind of expect it to be more 49er fans than Arizona. Um, right. So I don't know, like, yeah, but minus minus five and a half seems, seems pretty accurate. Yeah. You probably couldn't make it a full touchdown, but that, I, I would imagine it's going to be at least of the fans that are rooting for a team. I know, I, they, Niners, show, they show all the more. London and, and you know Munich games, and there's like it's like you know what was it Tampa, Seattle, and there's like a guy in like a Packers jersey, and I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I paid like nine, like, I paid like nine grand for this tickets. Paid like nine grand. 
to not yeah, care about the game. Like Three million people applied for tickets for business, that game. Business is booming like, if you're Roger. Oh my god! I never, I be, never thought we'd get a European division, but we might. There's going to be European teams in 15, 20 years. I, I would completely. <laughs> I just thought the, they're going to own every time slot. They're going to own every day. There's going to be like European, <laughs> like Tuesday night football. That's actually like Wednesday or Wednesday night football. That's actually like Thursday football. I don't. It's going to get wild. <laughs> London Jaguars, you know Frankfurt. Uh, what was it? What were the teams back then? The Rhine Fire, the Amsterdam oh, I Admirals. I, oh, it just I makes me think NFL of like Europe. Madden. When you go oh, yeah. through the teams and I'm like. You could play yeah. with Kurt Warner on the Rhine Fire or whatever. Uh, Amsterdam Admirals. That was sick. Um, speaking of Europe, before we get into my predictions for week 11, I want to take a quick second here to remind everybody that the World Cup starts on Sunday the 20th. I think people will be occupied doing other things next Sunday. There is a full slate of NFL games. But just a public service announcement that this event that's the greatest sporting event in the world, bar none, starts on Sunday. Because it's in a country with severely problematic, you know, views on a million different things and, you know, violations of every kind of human right with the migrant workers there that built the stadiums. It is a completely tarnished World Cup, which is so sad to say because ever since I became a soccer fan maybe eight or ten years ago, I have been obsessed with the World Cup. I've been obsessed with the Champions League and the Premier League, and this is the first World Cup that I have you know, really been into where I'm not as excited as I was for, especially 2014 in Brazil. It just was like this awesome event. ESPN had incredible coverage of it this year. The games are on at 2, 5, 8, and 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, Fox is covering it, and they do a terrible job of covering soccer. A lot of negativity about this World Cup, but that can all be changed by the U.S. having a good showing uh, heading into the 26th World Cup, which will be in the United States. So uh, anybody who's got even just a little bit of interest in soccer, give it a shot. See what you think. I know every everybody who listens to this is a football fan, but... Give the other football, football a try. I was reading. I was reading about it today because I was wondering. I was like, "Why is the World Cup in November?" And I was like, "Did it have to do with COVID? <laughs> Did it have to do?" Or, but I read today like they moved it because it was always going to be in Qatar. Like that. Like like you pointed out. Like you know why it's just odd they're having it there because like yeah. they because Complete other other bribery, things have moved. Yeah. Like, because of, you know, like, Russia. Like, I know hockey's moved a lot of stuff out of Russia. Like, whatever. Right. But, like, it's there. So, like, they're like, whatever. We don't <laughs> we don't care. But, like, they moved it. I, they moved it to November because it, like, put playing it in June or July, whenever they do play it. I can't even tell you what. Yeah, it's it, always June. It's always mid-June to mid-July. And they can't play because it because. Because it's so, so goddamn hot. <laughs> it's It's. Hilarious. That is that's all the just stadiums. So, that's just so nuts. Oh, I can't all play, the stadiums can't play, have been hot. designed to have light hit only the players. So everyone sitting in the stands receives air conditioning. But the field, it's like the old Cowboys stadium where it's just one little vertical beam of light that hits the field. But even with the air conditioning in the stadium for the fans, it still would have been like 120 degrees for the players if they played it in June and July because Qatar's like right in the middle of the Sahara Desert. It's like as hot as it can possibly get. So 
They move heaven and earth. They change the Premier League schedule, every European League schedule, every domestic you know, soccer competition in the world has to stop for a month and a half, all to accommodate this ill-begotten World Cup that was, you know, stolen from the United States by, you know, the Qatari royal family giving tens of millions of dollars to FIFA executives. And the whole thing has this awful taste to it, but because it's sports and because it's the World Cup, I'm still going to be watching. couple thoughts here. I do think, despite the U.S. having a very incompetent coach, I've looked at their group. I think they're going to beat Iran. I think they're going to be very competitive against Wales. They may win that game. They are going to lose to England. I do think they make the knockout round where they would face likely the Netherlands, which they would be a huge underdog in that game. But all they got to do is get to the knockout round heading into 2026 World Cup for a lot of people to be like, hey, soccer's coming World Cup 2026. I'm excited. We got Christian Pulisic. Like, it's pretty cool. But if they get smoked, oh boy, like it is going to be very hard to get any ratings for the rest of the World Cup in the United States for that matter. But it's going to be very hard to drum up interest as the U.S. hosts four years from now. Kind of kind of a crazy situation. Basically, um, all I can add to this conversation is that I think the team that puts the ball in the net more than the other will win the game. Excellent analysis for what it's worth. I will say that be, uh, for, for not caring about soccer, I will watch the World Cup when they're not on at 2 a.m. Yeah, if it's on right before football, perfect lead-in. Um, for what it's worth, my final four, Brazil, England, Argentina, and Portugal with Brazil winning against England in the final. That's what I'm going with after looking at how the bracket shakes out. Um, you going to be watching? You going give it, to give it a shot? I will definitely give it more of a shot if there if there's if there's no football on real football. Um yeah, I'd rather watch that than basketball. <laughs> definitely. Shows shows how far the NBA has fallen. But like Let's go to my No, I would just like I just my... I want to No, it, it it Yeah, I mean it'd be cool. I it I mean it it is weird. It just it is cuz you watch it in Europe and it's like soccer is is just so big it's so big everywhere and it's like come like a, like right. americans just literally could would rather go bird watching than right um and i, I just i wonder why cuz like soccer it could be like i just think the reason why it's never going to be as popular is just is americans were big on like like all of the, all of the other sp- sports leagues like it's the best athletes in the best league in the world you could do whatever you want, marketing and promoting to the MLS. It's right. never going to be the best league in the world. So, like, why? Right. Like, if, if I was, if I became as, a yeah, diehard if, soccer fan or, like, more into it, I'm giving little to no attention to the San Jose Earthquakes. And I'm going to find a team in the English Premier League or La Liga or whatever league. I don't even understand how sometimes they're in the different leagues and then they come together. It makes no sense to me. You could also get relegated, which I actually think that's pretty cool. I actually wouldn't mind if <laughs> if sports out here said, if you suck for too long, like you're going to AAA and we're going to bring up AAA. I don't know. Like, I think that's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just The atmospheres are unreal. I don't know. They're, they're onto something there across the pond, but. Yeah, if we ever get to a point where our and red card you know, every guy who flops, maybe then we'll oh, 
We'll start watching it. Would love that. If we ever get to a point where our, you know, Patrick Mahomes's and Christian McCaffrey's instead of, you know, getting drawn to football as kids, they get drawn to soccer, then we'll be onto something. If we have our Steph Curry's playing soccer instead of, you know, basketball, then maybe we can get onto something. Until that point, we're always going to be. Here's a, here's a question. The, you know. If there was, like, if they really did have, like, I don't even know, a Ronaldo, David Beckham, Pele, like from the U.S., would they be a would they be a bigger deal? Would they be a bigger star if they were playing for, you know, the Earthquakes, the Galaxy, or whatever? Or if they, or if they went to like Real Madrid, oh, or like they took their Americans overseas, and like I think they'd be a much bigger star in America. Like they would be a bigger star, obviously, in Europe in if they played on a European team. But I'm saying like as a guy, if there was a guy. In, in from America who went over to like Eng, England or whatever and dominated, I think that would be way way I, way 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 cooler than I don't know scoring fifty goals a year. Probably the best or second best player in the world right now is Kylian Mbappe for PSG. He makes more money in salary alone than every single MLS team. It's like if there was ever an just, American on that level. You know, you make a hundred million plus. Messi at one point was making, I think, a hundred and fifty million a year in salary alone from Barcelona. I guess when so you think like, about it like this, if you're like, I don't know, if you're a hockey fan, like, if you're a Russian, like Ovechkin's probably a bigger deal than any guy who's dominating the KHL. Oh yeah. And then if you're like a basketball fan, like you know your Spanish leagues are cool, but like Pau Gasol is probably a bigger deal than whoever. <laughs> I, yeah, I answered my own question. And then I just don't yeah, even understand I'm, how they'll be like, oh, so-and-so, we're uh, borrowing him. He's getting loaned. And, <laughs> like, none of it makes sense to me. Like, we're just giving it like, oh, you can borrow him. It's insane, the whole system. I It took me a long time to learn it. Now that I'm, like, a huge Tottenham Hotspur fan, like, I understand how all these systems work where it's like, hey, we got a player who That's is it. Americans 18. are lazy, too. Like, we don't want to yeah. – I, I don't I – have, I have no energy – to learn all that. But but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure like, if I did, like it'd probably be a lot more interesting. Yeah, you'd be into it. Like I've gone down the Wikipedia rabbit holes for hours and hours over the past, you know, 8 or 10 years where I'm like I learn everything about every aspect of like how the American system of salary cap in this league, baseball's completely different, NBA's different, and That's hard different. enough. How yeah. It's hard enough. And then soccer on top of it, it's like now I got to learn about loans and that there's promotion and relegation and there's five different <laughs> and levels. Like this of guy, you know, leagues and home mortgage. And then you, uh, what taxes? I don't, it's just, it. It's insane. It's a lot to keep up with. But uh, tune into the World Cup if you get a shot. Um, yeah, I see Fox. I see Brazil Fox advertising the U.S. Wales. And it's like on, it's on what? Sunday? Yeah, the Sunday day. Sunday at 8 a.m. so that it can lead into the NFL coverage. Pretty smart time slot there for them to have. But we'll so see you how mean the to tell me do. we're replacing Fox NFL Sunday with this? I, mm. You just can't get enough 77 year old Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's head over to my you like that five best picks of the week uh, for week 11. Uh, we went three and two last week. Because uh, the Packers game th- came through, which you you said absolutely do not take the Packers. Well, uh, wrong. How about that win right there? 
Uh, three and two last week. We're 10-4-1 and one since we started the podcast. How about that? Uh, we won with Miami, the Giants, and uh, the Packers last week. We lost with Seattle and Buffalo. Happy to lose with Buffalo. Um, yeah. Here are our five picks for this week. Uh, we're riding with Chicago plus three. Uh, I like how Fields is playing. Uh, they're at Atlanta. Um, I think that's going to be a close game. I think Mariota's been playing really poorly. I thought this game would be like Pickham or Atlanta minus one, and it's minus three. So we're going with Chicago. Um, we both love Detroit. Uh, we think the Giants are due to fade. I've already mentioned Saquon Barkley's on pace for 430 touches. That will stop at some point, and they're going to have to rely on other quote-unquote weapons. That offense is not good. Um, biggest, scariest thing I've seen in our Picks of the week yet. Vikings plus two. I'm terrified to say this, but we should be favored in this game. We're eight and one. The Cowboys are coached by a Jack in the bum of the week and Mike McCarthy. We're going with the Vikings there. And then you love Kansas city minus five and a half. So we're putting that on the list. Um, you said you're just worried about the chargers injuries. Yeah. I, and the chiefs are good. Really good. Hot take. In tremendous analysis. They, they're, uh, Patrick I, Mahomes. That, that's going to be a home game for the Chiefs. Like, yeah. yeah, I, I just who, who is Herbert throwing the ball to? They're, they're not going to be able to block. I mean, the first game was close in Kansas City, but that was when they were healthy. Chiefs minus five and a half. Love it. I that line will go higher during the week, guaranteed. Especially Chargers lost if, another guy today. I saw another defensive lineman. So yeah, if, even if, if if Mahomes is going to sit back there on the turf. In SoFi, with no one around them, uh, it's going to be a long. I day. like their chances. Yeah, and now they may have found something in Tony as well. He was. I mean, I, like as soon as that year. happened, you're like, what, like, oh, the Giants, and you're like, oh, he didn't work out like this. He gets traded to Kansas City. You're like, everyone's just like, why? He's going to be. Why would you like do this? He, like? Oh my God, that's going to work. That's going to be a perfect. And of course, fit. it does. Yeah, they got him for a three and a six, and now he's like their number two receiver with Juju hurt. And then fifth pick. Pittsburgh plus five. Um, Pittsburgh is at or is at home against Cincy, so they beat Cincy in Week One with TJ Watt. Watt is back. They're three and zero with Watt in the or two and zero with Watt in the lineup. They're catching five at home. Burrow still doesn't have Chase back. Do you like that? I kind of like Pittsburgh plus five in that spot because Watt just makes such a difference for that defense. When I saw it. Um... I thought it was pretty dumb, but you might have convinced me there. I don't because like I think about like the Bengals without Chase against the Browns on the road in division, kind of the same thing. Look terrible, and the Browns suck. I think Pittsburgh sucks, but yeah, T.J. Watt's back. It's in Pittsburgh. I divisional yeah, game. Yeah, they they get weird. I know they beat them the first week, but I think they lost the turnover battle or won the turnover battle. Pittsburgh did five nothing. And still right. went to overtime. Um, right. But they had Jamar Chase. That was in Cincinnati. Five and a half is not little. Um, mm. So I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a a shrewd move. All right, let's lock them in. That's Chicago plus three at Atlanta. Detroit plus three and a half at the Giants. Vikings plus two at home against Dallas. Kansas City minus five and a half, quote unquote, at the Chargers, even though it'll be a home game for Kansas City. And then Pittsburgh plus five at home against Cincinnati. You're, you like that five picks of the week. 
Now it's time for Joey's Feels Great Baby, his wildest take he feels best about at the moment. And holy moly, do we have a doozy from you this week. This is pretty wild. I, I, I honestly kind of struggled with this, with the wild, because I, I was like, there's only so many times I can say the Rams, Packers, and Bucks, although Bucks are done. So I was like, let's go, let's go somewhere different. And, and, uh, and watching the highlights, um, and watching Hard Knocks um, this week, mm-hmm. I, I believe I'm more confident in my first one. Kyler, I believe Kyler Murray will be replaced by Colt McCoy by the end of the year. And to double down on that, I'm less confident in this. I think Dak Prescott will also be replaced by Cooper Rush by the end of the year. Oh, man. I'm way more confident in Kyler Murray, even though with the extension, because I just think Cliff and Steve Kime, and they just don't, they, 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 they have ran out of fucks to give with Kyler Murray. <laughs> HBO Hard Knocks showed DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray getting into it, and I, I thought they were, they looked to be on the same page when they're, when they're I mean, the numbers with Hopkins for Kyler are way better with, without him, like, should be he's that good of a player, but it it seems even more exaggerated. If he loses him with the we we're talking about vibes, body language. If oh. he loses Hopkins, it is over. And I know they played the Rams. I mean, they played the JV Rams yesterday, mm-hmm. but it was twenty-seven to ten until they got a pretty garbage time touchdown. And again, people Colt McCoy, guy who knows the plays, Competent. knows where to be. Yeah. Like he's three and one, replacing Kyler last couple years. He. He dog walked the Niners last year at Levi's without Hopkins. He replaced Kyler, and Hopkins didn't play either. Crushed, crushed the Niners at Levi's. I just think it, it, it just. I'm. It may not be like they're not. I'm not saying like, oh, Kyler's gonna. They might cut him. Like that is not gonna happen. But I think if their season gets anywhere near like completely off the rails, which it's it's heading there. Oh, um. Yeah. Usually you bench a guy for like oh like the Colts like here we'll see what Sam Ellinger's got well you're you know what Colt McCoy you're not benching him for the future like it's to send a point a, a message to Kyler like you better figure it out like study harder put down the controller tr- interact with your teammates but like again it, it's very Aaron Rodgers why is everything why is everything not your fault Kyler. Why is everything so like Cliff Kingsbury takes so much heat and, and it's some most of it's deserved most of it most of it but I I have never seen a quarterback yell at his coach like like what are you doing like even Rodgers does it his own way like Brady yells but it's it's not Brady usually doesn't yell at the head coach I he's right. usually offense I don't know it it's just it's bad and if Colt if he Kyler better play this week he better play. Oh, because yeah. if Colt McCoy beats the Niners on Monday Night Football, look out. Uh, In many ways, look out because you will oh, be I will, fuming I will mad. be on the hotline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Mom. Um, the Dak, I'm not as confident because they are winning, like, ex- except yesterday. I mean, they're 6-3. and three. They're not 3-3. and or four and six, what Arizona is, they're six yep. and three. Like they, they very well still. But again, like we said, if they lose this week, Minnesota next week, they get the if he if he if he loses to Daniel Jones on Thanksgiving, where where fifty million people, or whatever, is going to watch. Like Jerry Jones is going to hear it. Like you're paying forty million or whatever for this. 
And not to get off on a totally big tangent, but we're taking it back to our, you know, teams. It's like it, it absolutely baffles me that people will just Dak Prescott is is a is a is a franchise guy. Like Dak Prescott wishes he was Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins. Like what on earth do people see that like he's cool? Like he runs, he's in the he's in the mattress commercials, like he's in the commercials with the housewives. What does he do? What not win playoff games, I'll tell you that. I I I don't know. I seems like a great dude. We should point that out. Great dude. No, well, that's that's that is, that is the, the one NFL. thing. You're right. That is the one thing I'll say about Dak. Seems like Cool guy. Kyler, I can't. It doesn't look like anyone wants to be in the room with him. <laughs> They'll be online with him, but not in the room. <laughs> Dak, good guy, but you're making $40 million. Win some games. got to carry the team. Arm. Yeah. I mean, 14-point lead against Green Bay, a decimated Green Bay, and he couldn't close it out. Really, since his rookie year when he was the number one seed, and lost to Aaron Rodgers then as well. Like, we've heard this guy's a winner. He's a winner. His teammates love him. And it's it's true. He does win a lot of, you know, regular season games. He's – I think he's won one playoff game to this point. I think – I want to say he beat the Rams. Did he or did the Rams beat him? No. He, no, no, no. I'm, his, Seattle. His, yeah. They beat yeah. Seattle and then went to L.A. and then L.A. beat him. Yeah, so he has one playoff win in, I guess it's now seven seasons as a starting quarterback in Dallas. Like, it's put up or shut up time for for Dak. And when you, as you're saying, he's he's on this notice. Is the, this and, is the same thing with too. Kyler and Dak with the teams. When you when you pay good, elite money. When you pay good players elite money, you get screwed. Yeah, and that's that's the modern NFL right there. Like, if you're paying a guy who is not elite, even if he's very good. He's at the Prescott, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr like type I, level. Like I'm, I would much rather have Dak than Kyler, just for the intangibles. But like, yeah, I mean he's good. Like I'm not saying these guys are scrubs. Like they're good players, good NFL. But like, I, I it's not even that they're that they're not. It's just I never for the life of me understand why Kirk. Like Jimmy deserved, but but Kirk's got way better numbers than Jimmy does. Why Kirk gets so much crap, so much crap, and you throw Tannehill in there as well too. Like this is his what fourth season in a row where he's like looking at a number one or number two seed. You're, like, you're oh, right, that guy does you're right. But but they're a running team, like you know, like and and this is yeah. a Vikings podcast. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I I, I it's it's just nuts to me. Like did, did, did you guys had Favre before? Like I know you had Sam Bradford, you've had some, but like, so, like do you know it could, like, it could it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. Oh, it could be Christian Ponder. It could be <laughs> Joe Webb. Like, I, it just maybe people just don't think he's cool. Like he, maybe he's just a stiff. I don't like he just an easy target. And Dax, I don't know if he's more like. He's a cooler guy. He's I know he's a Jordan athlete. He's signed, you know, wears all the Jordan cleats and what. But I just I don't know. You're you're tired of the Kirk slander. I am. That's I that's my too. that's my thing. This, I'm tired and, of the Jimmy and slander. And he really 
when it's not warranted. If he throws, if he throws high over the middle, and gets picked by a guy not covering the guy he's intending to throw the pass. Yes, the slander is absolutely appropriate, and will I will be the first one to rip him. But my point is, is is they they don't get enough credit when they do well. They get they get more than the they get the appropriate amount of slander when it's bad. But when it's good, people always want to say, "Oh, Kevin O'Connell, oh Jefferson," like anyone could throw to them. Okay. Well, he is. He's throwing it to them. He's he's eight and yeah. one. Okay. Like he gets he he gets injured. Um, I don't know who the backup is. Who is the backup? Big Dick Nick. Oh yeah, of course. Nick oh well, then you guys will be set. He might, he'll take you to Super Bowl. But after him, <laughs> if it wasn't Big Dick Nick, uh, and it was like I know you guys had Kellen Mond, but I think you guys cut him. Yeah, he's on. Uh... Can't even remember who's. I think it's Houston's backup now, but yeah, we got Nick Mullins. So, like, people want to crap on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I book is out on Trey Lance, but if Jimmy gets hurt, which he might because he does, we'll get Brock Purdy season, and we're gonna be like, wow, okay, Jimmy wasn't. Jimmy was good. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like our our namesakes for this podcast. The you like that feels great, baby. I mean, our guys need a little respect. You got to put some respect on their name. They're eight and one and we should, five we should, and four. We should both like, in playoff we should spot. Like time stamp this, and then you know, well, the Vikings definitely are making the playoffs. Niners hopefully should, but if one of them or both has a just a WTF game, and we could t- be like, oh, remember that day? Yeah, just throw that out the window. Yeah. Um, this yeah. player sucks. Um, I'm gonna burn that all the jerseys. We jinxed them. Um, yeah. I don't like that, and I don't feel great, baby. Um, Yeah, no. Anyways, back to the wildest take. Yes, I, I think Kyler Murray. He he better play. Like I said, he better play this week. As a Niner fan, I don't know who I'd rather have. I don't, and that tells you all you need to know. Like in theory, like Kyler. In theory, Kyler Murray should scare us because we have even at even at the peak of our powers. You know, Super Bowl year last. Like we have struggled with Russell Wilson in Seattle. And Kyler and these run these guys who even Jalen Hurts I think last year like the we struggle with the zone read because we run the whole get up right. the field and but the way Kyler looks and the way Colt McCoy played us last year and just and especially if Kyler isn't 100 percent which I'm no athlete but if you have a hamstring like I don't think it I don't think you go from not playing to 100 percent in one week absolutely so is he playing at 50 percent 75 because then it gets all into the into the weird stuff. Like, what if he what if he wants to go and he's at seventy percent? And I don't know is it is it Kime, the owner, uh, Cliff, who says no, we're gonna go with Colt. Like you don't like maybe Kyler doesn't care. I don't know. Maybe he's like whatever. I'll play more video games. <laughs> maybe he doesn't. I but I think he would. Like yeah. Wait, you're not gonna like you're actually gonna play Colt McCoy <laughs> over me? Like like if he says he's twenty percent, then yeah. But if he says he's seventy seventy five percent. Uh, it, it could get really weird. With that contract, you have to play him if he says he can physically play, and we'll see if he makes it on the plane next week. He could be uh, a Carson before... <laughs> Wentz like contract. Oh, we're we're I, like I mean, we're like like he does actually get moved. But then again, yeah, they, but mean, then again, Arizona has sabotaged his reputation and his like the way they're like. What are they going to get? Like, I mean, they'll still get a good package. He's a He's a very talented quarterback, and right. everyone everyone will think they could fix his problems. Um, 
but how many teams? We'll how many teams we'll have thought they could fix Carson Wentz? Oh yeah, how, and he could and be another guy. And I like know that, Kyler Murray's like from a, team Kyler team. Murray's number one overall pick, but Carson was number two. He's a lot bigger. Like he's Carson Wentz. You could see why. Like I mean, six four. I mean, he has a big arm. He just likes to throw left-handed picks for some reason. <laughs> Poor decision. And, and somehow sprained both his ankles on the same play. But <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's 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 I don't know. damning that it's damning that you a Niners fan, you know, you're like I don't know. I watched who a I lot. I watched I watched week. a lot of the game last week, Arizona Seattle, and like even with with Kyle, like it just doesn't it nothing. Everything looks difficult. Like every good right. play looks difficult, and with Colt. I'm watching some of the highlights. You can't say that. Well, I didn't watch any, but I can't say that I even tried to attempt to watch that game. Um, <laughs> As you should. But it's like, yeah, people are happy. Touchdown. Like AJ Green, who never plays, scored a touchdown. <laughs> and woohoo, we're all happy. Kumbaya. Like, Kyler's not here. Did he even make the trip? I don't know. Pro- probably did. But. Like you said, Kyler better play. He better he be- next even if he, I think it'd be worse if he doesn't play. If he if he plays oh, yeah. and looks bad, people could say like injury, whatever. Like okay, Niners defense good. Maybe you know they can't block whatever. But if he doesn't play, there's only bad things can happen. Because if Colt McCoy loses, oh, he's a backup quarterback. Like whatever, on the road, well, right. in the middle of nowhere. If he wins, look out, Kyler. <laughs> look, there's something over your shoulder. If, if McCoy wins that one, too. Um, before we get out of Dodge, anything you want to talk about uh, outside of sports? I know this week you spent in uh, the beautiful island state of Hawaii. How was your trip? Oh, it was good. It was it's great. To be honest, I found out, I found out I'm, not, I'm not like a huge vacation guy. Mostly just like, like I love being there, but like I'm the person that's like, oh my God, how, many, how much work am I going to have when I get back? Or like you know, whatever, but no, it was a blast. Um, went to Waikiki in Oahu. Uh, we, we rented a, did a rental car that we didn't even use. Um, we thought we were going to go to like Pearl Harbor, all this stuff, but basically we just decided we enjoyed eating like Kings and just going to the beach and chilling. So, um, yeah, the food, food was fantastic. Uh, we actually did this one, um, steakhouse, strip steak um like michael mina's restaurant there mm-hmm. and it was like our one like major fancy place of the whole time and we did like this um tasting menu thing that we've never like we've never done one of those usually we're like okay i'm very picky she's you know she likes what she likes have a steak you know whatever but we did this tasting menu and it was like things i would never order ever but they're <laughs> but but they're like well, you get a lot of food, and I was like, okay, say no more. Um, <laughs> it was like I think 105 a person, but we got this like curry soup that was good. I wouldn't order it myself, but it was good. Mm-hmm. They had this like um, this tuna thing with jalapeno. I don't know what kind of tuna it was. That was the only thing that I was like, that was ass. Like both <laughs> of us were like, that was terrible. They came out with this like breaded shrimp thing. That was dynamite. The next thing was like, um, 
like some type of noodles and um there was uh that came with um pork belly the next thing oh. they also had the main the, at the very end the main thing was uh, new york steak and potatoes and uh mahi mahi um oh yeah no it's fantastic other than that we went to this one bakery place twice because we loved we got pork belly loco mocos those are just that was unreal oh. they're huge portions too um what else very nice um yeah, but I, was, I tell you this too. It made me appreciate being on the in the Pacific time zone as a sports fan. I like it's very very underrated, especially football. Like games ten a.m. one five o'clock. You know Sunday night. You know primetime games start at five, and other sports are like you know, you know golf starts right. at a decent time. Um, like I couldn't imagine being a fan of like a team, and then they go on the West Coast, and like that game starts at like ten thirty. Like if you're oh. like a, like a basketball, hockey, baseball fan, whatever. Like if you're if you're yeah. like a Yankees fan, like oh they go to Oakland, and uh, wow that game starts at ten. Yeah, ends at one thirty a.m. Yeah, on a on a school night. And then, yeah. and then like on football Sundays, like, what do you guys do until one o'clock? Like I wake up and it's like boom countdowns on and it's like okay like immediately, like yeah. ten a.m. one five, and I love football like. You love football. A lot of people love football. But there are some days, if I really do stare all day, especially if a team loses, like it's hard to watch that third game like 5 o'clock. I'm like, <laughs> I would think like the East Coast, like you guys are watching this starting at 8.30? Like, I've never understood. Like, like so you guys probably, you know, had some brever- beverages, breakfast, whatever. The first game's at 1. After the 4.05, 4.25 game in the East Coast, like you're probably pretty tuckered out. Oh yeah, eight thirty. I'm in bed. I eight thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. Wow. I don't know. So yeah, I appreciated that. Um, uh, yeah, it's all the way at the other end of the spectrum in Hawaii, where that Munich game started at three a.m. your time, and it's like, yeah, things are a little bit out of whack. It's better in Hawaii than it would be in like New York. Like when I would go back east to visit. Jamie's family in New Jersey, and it would be like, oh, the Vikings are on Sunday night football. The game starts at 8.30. Like, I'm as big a Vikings fan as there is in the world, and, like, it's my bedtime. Like, it's second half is starting at 10, 15 p.m. I'm like, see ya. <laughs> you know, I value sleep more than anything, and I just can't do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how people on the East Coast make it work. It's uh, well, no, it was an awesome trip. Um, nice. Yeah. What about you? Got my 30th birthday coming up in two days on uh, Wednesday. Uh, I got this awesome new mic from my lovely wife, Jamie, as my uh, gift. She's very supportive of my podcast efforts. And then my mom and dad got me these new headphones that plug right into the mic that are like top of the line. So would like to thank everybody for supporting my uh, what a, silly what a idea good to do a husband, podcast what a good with my buddy. Son. Oh, I'm I'm criminally underrated apparently because you know everybody's just showering me with these awesome gifts. I'm going to an awesome. Now that I think about Wednesday. it, my parents didn't send me anything for this podcast, so <laughs> devastating. Yeah, Wednesday this week, turning thirty. It feels different. I don't know. You've already turned thirty, but when when the the number turns from something in your twenties to something in your thirties, something in my head is like, 
Oh, God. Like, nobody will... Every time, like, I'm walking around and someone will say, like, sir, or, like, someone will, like, you know, a little girl will be walking around, you know, and she'll be like, look at that man or whatever, and he's wearing purple or something. Look at that man. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like an old man now. Like, people I, look at me and they're like, sir? I didn't really... Um... I don't know. I don't, I don't feel honestly, I'm kind of the other way. Like I, I, I still think of myself as like a 16, 17 year old, like, like not like, (laughs) not like, you know, 16, 17 year old guy. And you're just talking about farting and pooping and, you know, (laughs) like, you know, whatever, like, which I sadly not it. Kayla's list. If she is listening to this, then she'd be like, you still do talk about that. You still t- make fart noises. And, <laughs> but anyways, like simple things of like, Oh, we can't wait for like, you know, I'm dinner tonight. I'm going to have like, you know, McDonald's or whatever. And it's like 30 year olds, like make dinner and like, think about like how they're going to do their 401k and whatever. And I'm like, so, um, like, like TV show, like in this TV show, like this person, like you think, I still think about like, Oh, you know, I don't know. I I still think about the same things like I do as a kid, (laughs) like, which I should be a lot. I should be a lot better at this, you know, being older and like real job. And now, you know, with the house and stuff, but it's like, okay. Like, I don't, it's weird. It's, it's a weird, the one, the one thing that really does get me is like when I watch like, like sports drafts or like hear about players and you're like, Right. You're like, this guy was, this guy's, you know, he's a little bit older. He was born in 2002. I'm like, huh, what? Like, <laughs> or thinking about like, you know, buying a jersey. And you're like, am I really about to buy a jersey of a guy who's like half my oh. age? That's what I'm saying. I'm rocking the Adam Thielen jersey right now. He's older than like me. When the shark, like when the Sharks get the first overall pick next year because they suck. Am I really going to get a 17-year-old jersey? Like, am I? I mean, the question it's, is, the answer rough. is yes, I will eventually. Yes, I will. But Justin Jefferson is the first jersey I've had of someone that's younger than me, and it is an odd feeling. Like, like George Kittle's younger than me. Oh, like that's devastating. Like he looks like <laughs> he looks like like I'm gonna just like totally dump on myself, but that dude looks like a man. <laughs> I look at him, and I'm like, I'm not the same species. Like, yeah, like he's. Well, I think he's like 28. I could be wrong. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna Google it right now. Yeah, he's. I think he's probably because twenty nine. His seventh season. He's yeah, twenty nine. Season of league. Yeah. He's a year younger than you. He's a grown man though. It's just. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's very odd because, like, especially when we talk and think about sports, we kind of put ourselves in the position we were in when we were like my favorite sports season of all time for any of my teams, the 09 Vikings. I was 16 years old. Brett Favre's on the Vikings. You know, Favre's this mythological figure. Adrian Peterson is this mythological figure. These guys that are just like, you know, demigods. They're like both Hall of Famers. They're playing for my favorite team. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And it's like now I'm a 30-year-old man. A lot of the guys that are determining whether the Vikings win or lose are younger than me. They graduated high school, you know, and like, 2016 or 2017 I'm like this is so bizarre and yet for whatever reason once the game turns on all that goes away and you're just like 
these are my guys. It's, you know, it's my so dad true. is 60. My dad's 60. And he's living or dying on that Vikings Bills game. He texted me. He goes, I died. Send purple and yellow flowers to my funeral. Like, this is what we're destined to a life of. You know, even though we're getting older, our love for you sports get, is get, not you waning. You get older, and like, there's things you just know about sports that you never knew as like a kid. Like, right. you think more about like the business side, and then you get older, like, your priorities change. Like, I always thought, like, oh, if my team's, like, make it big, like, I'm going to mortgage my house to, like, get a ticket. And now I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not. <laughs> and it's like, oh, if I had the money, like, you know, you know, I could afford it. Like, I could afford, you know, season tickets, you know, at least, like, a like a package, maybe. Right. Like, but, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could afford the full season and, like, couldn't pay, couldn't pay me to do that right now. Like, <laughs> Like, excuse me, what sharks? I'm supposed to like 41 home games, drive and pay thirty dollars a park. No, like as a kid, I'd be like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, like screw eating. Like you know, I'll I'll pay my phone bill next month to to go to this one game. It's like, yeah, it changes a bit, but like, yeah, for people like us, it's like, I I will yeah I will never give it up. It's it's what take it full circle. It's why it's why people like us are so team Tom in the divorce. Because he's like, we are not giving it up. Like, I don't care who you are. I could be married to whoever. Whoever celebrity crush I could be married to. Yeah. If whoever they Pete told Davidson's me, dating if they at told this moment, me yeah. I couldn't watch sports, sorry. Like, it's our thing. And we, we, we can't give it up. I look at, I mean, both of our dads are still obsessed with sports. You know, my uncle is the biggest Niners fan. It's like, you know... It's not hurting anybody. If you're like, you know, oh, the Vikings are playing the Jets. Sorry, I'm going to miss our uh, first wedding anniversary because I have to watch that game. That's a problem. But, like, you know, if you're watching this team that you have dedicated, let's multiply it times three hours times 16 games a year for 30 years. You know, we're talking well, you, you see whatever that? that ends up being. You know, thousands of hours I, you of your life. And you're it. like, you must have seen it. That, that vid TikTok of that Bears fan. It, like well, the, a few weeks ago, maybe even like longer than that, where his like girlfriend was like, you know, why do you care? It's like, it's just a game. And he's like borderline. Like, it, like you see some of them were kind of staged, but this one looked real. He's just like, he said, he gave a line. Like I've been with you for two years. He's like, this, this has been my team for like 20 something. He's like, what do you mean? Like he said, and I was like, it was so quick. It was so to the point. If you haven't seen it, like it, it you search like, Bears fan something I'm sure it'll come up. It was it went so viral. The Bears I think brought him to a game, like gave him tickets, <laughs> field pass, whatever. And and it's just like, yeah, I yeah. The, the only the, the closest the closest yeah. thing I can think of, like for people who aren't sports fans, what is it like? And the the best thing I've come up with is a pet. Like, sports our team is like getting a new pet every year. And that pet that you love, sometimes that pet will poop on the couch. Sometimes it'll pee on the floor. You got to clean it up. Sometimes a pet gets sick, it gets injured, but then it gets healthy, whatever. But for, at least speak for me, you, our pet has died every year. <laughs> died. Sometimes tragically, like it got ran over by a bus. Sometimes it lived a really good long life, got really close, but then, you know, died. 
every year. What's it like to see our team win? What will we feel like? You say your favorite pet, you know, I'd say Kayla, like Kayla, your, your, your cat cruiser, you know, my, my dog Snoopy, everyone's got a pet. Most people have a pet. If you were told that that pet could live forever at its peak state, how would that make you feel? (laughs) That's what it's going to be like. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh like my you, God. you tell you tell Jamie, which Jamie has been a sports. Yeah. She, she she likes sports. She gets it. But like her favorite pet she's ever had. Anyone, like yeah, like, like I'm not crazy. saying like yeah. I'm not saying your your cat dog what a bird, like oh they lived forever at their old age. No, I mean like somehow lived in immortality at their peak peak health and age for the rest of time. Every night you got to hug that cat that dog whatever it is for the rest of your life that's what seeing your team wins like for the rest of time as they say banners fly forever and and that's i've been a for, Vikings for, for, for fan you for you and for me your dad my dad for all these people who've never seen them like that is what oh and then i See, I, I hope when problem, i say though, that i hope when i say that people get it like because i'm just thinking about it, it's like yeah, that's what like your pet, something you love, because that pet just like sports. Like this team doesn't pay my phone bill, doesn't pay the mortgage, pays nothing. It, it provides absolutely no substantial benefit to my life in terms of living a long, healthy life, success, whatever. All it does is provide provide a tremendous amount of joy and pain, <laughs> like a pet. That pet, you love that pet. That pet, you do anything that pet. That pet's not a family member. That pet is not your job. It is nothing. It doesn't. You didn't have to have that pet. You bought that pet. Like, that came to you. Right. Like, you get family. Like, you get a job, whatever. That pet came to you. Like, this team, these teams came to us. And it's like, you mean to tell me that, I don't know. I just, I thought about it one day. I'm like, you know what? That That is, it's, that's what makes sense. It's a, It's a good comp. And unfortunately... I've been a Vikings fan for almost 30 years. I've been an A's fan for almost 30 years. I've been a Sharks fan for almost 30 years. You've been a Niners fan and an A's fan and a Sharks fan, and you combine that up, that's like 180 seasons. Do you know how many pets have died? 180. 180 pets. That's a lot. It's about goddamn time for one of our teams. just one. Yeah. And please, for the love of God and all that is holy, let it be the 2022 Minnesota Vikings. It could. This this has been yet another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. For Joey Moore, I'm Eric Stenholm. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next week. See ya.